Well, Neil Williams now has the evidence on Mr. Marsh. He obtained a statement from the private detective, Mike Schwartz, involving Mr. Marsh in the deal that cost Mr. Race his money. And now Neil is preparing to go ahead with his investigation. This episode is in two scenes. First, the office of Mr. Evans, managing editor of Neil's newspaper, and later at the Ace's apartment. First to the managing editor's office, where we find Neil just entering. Listen. Got a couple of minutes, Mr. Evans? Huh? Oh, it's you, Williams. Come in. Thank you. Well, what is it? I got some new dope on Tom Marsh. Marsh? Oh, yeah, the city alderman. Yep, and I think I've got the goods on him this time, Mr. Evans. He's... Now, just a minute, Williams. Now, listen. You were in here a week or ten days ago with what you thought was a hot lead on political graft involving Tom Marsh. And I told you you didn't have enough evidence to base the story on, didn't I? Sure, but since then I've been working on the case. Working on yep. it? Didn't I tell you to drop the story? Yeah, but Didn't I... I tell you it was all guesswork? That Marsh's record was absolutely clean? That I didn't want to get this paper involved in a libel suit by rushing into print with a lot of charges we couldn't prove? Sure, Mr. Evans, but, well, I decided to go ahead anyway. Oh, you decided to go ahead anyway? Yep. Now, look, Williams. How long have you been working for this paper? Five years. Then you ought to know by now that I make the decisions on this sheet. Well, yes. You're a reporter, Williams. Now, you may be a good reporter. Truthfully, I've always thought you were. Thank you. But you're not running the post. You're working for it. And if you've got any other ideas, you're working for it no longer. You understand? Just a minute, Mr. Evans. I don't want you to get too excited about this until you find out what I've done. You've done enough. Well, you've taken the time that we pay you for and spent it in a wild goose chase after a story we can't support with facts. I haven't taken a minute of the paper's time on this, Mr. Evans. You haven't? Nope, I've done it entirely on my own. <laughs> I've even gone to the expense of hiring a private detective out of my own pocket, not the post, to help me get the dope on Marsh. Mm, I don't know, William. I've seen a lot of reporters with funny angles, but I've never before seen one that would finance his own investigation. I'm telling you the truth, Mr. Evans. Either you've got a lot of confidence in your own guesswork, or you've got some motive that I can't figure out. Do you want to hear my story? Okay, okay, but make it short. All right, here's what it did, Mr. Evans. After you turned the story down the first time, I started doing a little snooping on my own hook. First thing, I went down to the county recorder's office, and I tried to find out about the deed to that property down on Railroad Avenue. Yes. I wanted to find out if Marsh owned it at the time that he was voting for the city to buy it for the building project. Well, what did you find? I didn't find anything. There wasn't any record of the deed, huh. which increased the chances of Marsh's really owning it. Because he, being right in City Hall, now get this, is one of the few people who could get into the county recorder's office and take out that record. That's an awful lot of guesswork. Right I know you? that, I know that, I know that. I wanted to get something more definite. So finally, I hired this private detective I mentioned, a fellow named Schwartz, Mike Schwartz. Well... I gave him all the information I had and sent him out to get more. And that very night, just a few hours after I hired Schwartz, I got a warning to lay off. What kind of a warning? A note. Just two words. Lay off. Well, that doesn't mean much. It did to me. Because I put two and two together and I figured out this. Schwartz was the only outsider who knew that I was promoting an investigation. Therefore, obviously, Schwartz must be the guy who sent the note. <laughs> more guesswork. You were paying him, weren't you? Mm, plenty. Then why would he want to scare you out? Because somebody else was paying him more. And the only person that could be was Tom Marsh. So the next time I saw Schwartz, I pulled a gag on him. I told him I'd had the fingerprint bureau at headquarters dust the note for prints and that they found his. Mm. And I happened to hit it right. Because when I told Schwartz the police had his prints in the files and were looking for him for several uh, little jobs, he kicked through and gave me the story in return for getting the note back. I've got a statement right here, written out and signed. Yeah. Take a look at it. Hmm. Hmm. Not witnessed, I noticed. No, but the whole story's there. 
He admits that after I hired him, he went to Marsh and sold out, and that Marsh paid him to scare me out of the investigation, and that his first move was to send me the note to lay off. But it still doesn't mean a thing. Oh, Mr. Revens, how can you say that? It's down there in black and white. He signed it. Yes, he signed it. But all you've got is the unwitnessed signature of an admitted crook. But it won't hold water, will it? We'd print this. Marsh could claim it's a fake. We wouldn't have a leg to stand on. Well, then I'll get Schwartz here and make him sign another statement, and you can witness it yourself. Now, hold everything a minute, Williams. We're not going to get this man Schwartz back here. We're not going to do anything about this. We're going to drop it. Forget it. You understand? But, but why do you want to do that? I've got several very good reasons. Now, first of all, as I told you when we talked about this the first time, I don't believe that Tom Marsh is crooked. But I've shown you the evidence. And in the second place, your evidence doesn't add up. You've got a couple of notes that mean absolutely nothing. And a statement from this man Schwartz. Nothing more. Yeah, but I could get Schwartz... And in the third place. Even if all you've said was true, we still haven't got the basis for a story. Because even if Marsh was angling to make the city buy his own property, the deal didn't go through. The city didn't buy it. Sure, but he was trying to make him buy it. he did intention. But he didn't accomplish it. There's no front page story and a bad intention. If there was, we'd be printing 30 editions a day. I see. Then you don't want the story. I not only don't want it, but as I said, I want you to drop the whole thing and get back to your job. Well, Mr. Evans, look. I'll stake everything I've got on this. There's a story here, a big scoop, and if there isn't, you can fire me. You know, Williams, the more I think about this, the more I feel you've got some reason for trying to stir up a case against Marsh. Something more than getting a front-page byline. Now, wait a second. Didn't you say the first time you told me about this that some friend of yours had lost money on that Railroad Avenue property? Well, yes, but it's not uh-huh. So that's it. You are trying to work an angle that will get your friend's money back. Oh, yes, that's one consideration. This friend of mine, Mr. Ace, did lose a lot of money there. In fact, that's how I happened to pick up the story. And but... how much is he going to pay you? Oh. This friend. Isn't uh... he going to give you a split on what he gets back if you can swing it for him? No, of course not. It's purely because I want to help the guy. He's a nice fellow. And I, I don't believe you with him. I don't believe a word of it. Mr. Evans, you've got to believe me. I'm a newspaper man. I'm not swinging deals for Hello, me. hello. Give me the cashier's office. Now, wait a minute, Mr. Evans. Williams. We kid a lot about the sacredness of journalism. But regardless, a newspaper man has some ethics. And one thing a good reporter never does is trump up a story to put money in his own pocket. But I'm not trumping up a story. I'll say you're not. Hello. Hello, cashier's office. Mr. Evans speaking. Get a check ready for Neil Williams. He's leaving the post as of today. Oh, he is. He lost the job. What? I just can't tell you how sorry I am, Neil. Oh, well, as Jane would say, there's no use crying over spoiled milk. I'd leave the old rag. I've been there a long time. But if they feel they can get along without me, maybe they're right. No, I think that managing editor is stupid. Well, maybe that's what you've got to be to be a managing editor. And what's more, it wouldn't surprise me if he's secretly in with Marsh. Working for him? No, Marge, you're all wrong there. Evans is all right. I'm not holding a grudge against him. But why wouldn't he let you work on the story? Because he didn't believe I had enough facts. He naturally doesn't want to get the paper involved in a libel suit. Yes, but just... Then, when he got this angle on Ace, naturally, he thought I was just stirring up a scandal to help out a friend. And you can't blame him. Well, I didn't think you'd take a thing like this lying down, Neil. I'm not. But you let him fire you. (laughs) Don't be foolish. Evans, Evans is funny that way. When he wants to fire somebody, it's hard to get the idea out of his head. I'll tell you what I am doing, Marge. Yeah. I'm trying to get hold of Mike Schwartz and make him sign another statement. Witness this time and notarize if it has to be. That's and fine. when I get it, I'm going to take it over to the other evening sheet, the Blade, and tell him I can bring in a first-class political scoop if they'll give me a job. 
You think they will? Well, they made me an offer once. And if they're not as hard-headed as Evans, I'm set. When the Blade runs the story, there'll be an official, uh, an official investigation. Ace will get back his dough, and uh, to quote Jane again, everybody will be sitting on Pretty Street. There's only one fly in the ointment. Schwartz is making himself hard to find. Isn't he at his detective agency? No, I called all afternoon there. No answer. Finally, I ran into Cokey, and I set him on the trail. Cokey, why, Neil? He couldn't find no, any... No, but down at that dance hall where he works, he runs into a lot of people that might know Schwartz. I told him to keep asking around until he gets a line on him. And in the meantime? And in the meantime, well, we wait and hope. <laughs> I'm sure glad I didn't write Ace about this and get his hopes stirred up, because if we don't get Schwartz, it may be just too bad. Oh, say, that reminds me. I got a postcard from Jane today. Oh, swell. Let me see it, may I? There's nothing like a note from Jane to take my mind off my <laughs> trouble. I left it on the table, I think. <laughs> I'm laughing yeah, already. It is. Oh, picture postcard. Say, there's a nice stretch of desert here, and there's mountains mm -hmm. and cactus. Looks like real western country. Yeah, but read what it says on the other side. Um, dear Marge, Cokie, me, <laughs> Betty, eccentric, eccentric. <laughs> Takes up half the card to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look yet, but on the other side are the great open spaces. But the space they give to write on these postcards aren't. <laughs> I had some candy camera pictures of us taken on our horses, which aren't developed yet. I mean, the pictures aren't, the horses are. And we'll send them in my next letter. I mean, the pictures. <laughs> also, we'll send you a picture of me falling off the horse onto a... No more room on this postcard, so we'll close with love to Marge, Cokie, Neil, Betty, eccentric, eccentric, Jane. <laughs> uh, I hope they're enjoying themselves out there. It'll be mighty nice to have them back again. Oh, you don't need to tell me. I'd give my right arm if I could wire Ace and tell him everything's settled and his money's going to be returned. Hope the phone. Maybe it's Cokie. I'll, uh... Hello? Oh, hello, Cokie. Why, yes, I... Yes, certainly. He wants to talk to you, Neil. I hope he's located Schwartz. Hello, Cokie. What did you... Be what? You sure about that? Yeah. Okay, Cokie, sure. Goodbye. Well, what did he say? Looks like I'm in a tough spot, Marge. You mean that Cokie's he... just located a pal of Schwartz's, and Schwartz has left town. Left town? Which means I can't prove anything on Marge and Pizza. Well... It looks as if Neil's chances of proving Mr. Marsh a crook are growing slimmer. But events will take a surprising turn when next we hear the Easy A 